Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Erica Wides, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And I have a very special guest today from Japan. Kenji Ichishima is the seventh generation of Japanese sake producer, Ichishima Sake Brewery in Niigata Prefecture, where sake is a big part of the local culture and the tradition. We'll talk about how he grew up in a traditional sake brewery, how he tries to keep the brewery fresh and strong by introducing modern ideas, and much more. But first,、uh, let me make a quick announcement.、Um, as you know, Japan was hit by another major earthquake on April 14th in the south, Kumamoto Prefecture. And since then,、uh, aftershocks still continue, and over 180,000 people are living in temporary facilities to avoid potential risks of landslides and building collapses. So, if you are interested in supporting the victims, please visit the non profit organization Japan Society's Relief Fund page.、Uh, it's www.japansociety.org. Now,、uh, let's chat with Kenji. So, hello, Kenji. Welcome to, welcome to Japan Eats. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so,、um, so Ichishima Sake Brewery was founded in 1790, almost 230 years ago.、Yes. So, could you tell us about your family history? Okay.、Um, Well, the original、uh, Ichishima family was,、uh, was from the Kobe prefecture, and、uh, um, I guess the, the ancestors、uh, moved to Niigata area along with the original、uh, daimyo, which is the samurai period、uh, regional、uh, king, I would say.、Mm-hmm. And uh, um, the, they set, settled down and they started to、uh, open, say, wild land and filling the swamps.、Um, and、uh, well, they Required to, to own a、uh, well, huge amount of land, <laughs> and, and the family became one of the five biggest landowners at the time. Right, I, I was like, like、uh, 17th, like 18th century, I、yes. heard.、Mm-hmm. And I found a, a line、um, so that it is said that one could walk the 14 miles from the brewery to Niigata <laughs> City without leaving Ichishima's property. Yes,、yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's at the time how, how much.、Uh, Say rice field, you know, they owned, and、mm. uh, uh, the mainstream family actually didn't need to, to, to work,、mm. so they, they could just, you know, collect the, the rice tax money from all those、uh, small farmers.、Mm. So, uh, and they made a, a quite a fortune, and they started several businesses, like,、uh, say,、um, well, banking,、uh, shipping, pharmaceutical.、Uh, well, at the time, they didn't have. Electricity, so like selling candles,、um, mm. wood crafting,、wow. and, and sake making.、Mm, of course, I, and with that、uh, amazing one field, I mean rice field, you have、yeah. to make good sake. 
Right. And I heard that uh, your grandfather was very forward-minded. And maybe you can tell us about him. Okay. Um, well, he actually uh, learned, uh, studied in Germany. And that was, uh, I think, uh, pre-World War II. Mm. And uh, he, learned, he learned lots of things uh, from the outside of Japan. And uh, one of the things was, uh, of course, the, how, how Japan was a little bit kind of behind well, technology-wise and everything and at the time. And also the, um, well, like equal rights uh, between uh, men and women mm. also. And uh, he, after he came back uh, from Germany, uh, he started to hire uh, female uh, sake-making or sake work, uh, sake brewers wow. in Japan. It's almost like uh, no sushi chef. Female sushi chef, it's just right. equivalent. At right? the time, well, even nowadays, most of the sake breweries uh, don't really uh, hire actual sake uh, brewers or maker, making people. And, mm. uh, well, in those, back in those days, uh, women are, like, banned, you know, to, to, to get into actual the brewery facility. Mm. So that was, that was, you know, how strict that the days were. And... Uh, I, I suppose my grandfather was the first one to, to start using the mm, female workers. Because there's no reason why not. Exactly, yeah. If you think now, you know, it, there's no reason. Mm. And, and and even nowadays, we still have um, three female workers, and uh, um, they are very precise, and they maintain things uh, very well and, and, you know, clean the facility very well. Wow. And, and, you know... Work as hard as you know, mm. people. I mean, the guys. Right, that's great. So, Ichishima is a great model for equal rights I, for I, women. I hope so. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so the and also your grand grandfather. Uh, he he worked at the brewery in Germany or no I something else. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I don't really know. You know what he was doing over there, but you know, um, I I heard he studied mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, well, he was fascinated by. The um, well, the all those high or uh, royal people's symbols and, mm. and you know those uh, crest and things, and, right. and then he came back. He made a uh, a brand sub brand or secondary brand called Omond, which mm. literally means uh, king symbol, mm. and which brand we still use uh, back in my home country or back in Niigata, Japan. Mm, yeah. Wow! So but it's like a modern stream of. Things happening yeah. at the Jishima since then. At the time, it, it, it was quite modern to, to use European, you know, taste mm. uh, emblems and, and the, the characters. Yeah. Wow, amazing! So, um, Niigata Prefecture, which is the northwestern part of Japan, is very well known for production excellent sake. Mm-hmm. And I heard that there are most over all the uh, almost hundred sake breweries in the region right now. Uh, at the time, at the moment, uh, we have. Um, I believe 90 mm-hmm. sake breweries existing. Mm. And, <coughs> excuse me, um, say, well, yeah, they, they, they all make sake, and uh, um, I would say 60 something breweries would export to US mm-hmm. yeah, out of 90, yes. Amazing. Right. So, why is Niigata so suitable for making great sake? Um, well, the first thing uh, I have to say is, you know, we make uh, the finest rice, you know, in Japan. Mm. And uh, also we have, uh, let's see, uh, the very good soft water, 
Uh, That's interesting. So soft water, it means less minerals. Mm -hmm. And how does that affect the taste? Well, uh, for making sake, uh, usually the longer fermentation, the better uh, quality sake comes out. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, in order for us to have a longer fermentation or slower fermentation, uh, I might add, um, we, we use the soft well, the soft water is very, very suitable for the lo- longer, slower fermentation instead of the rapid uh, fermentation with the uh, high calcium or uh, mm. sodium or ah, okay, yeah, because probably water. minerals could affect, penetrates yes. into uh-huh. rice, so yeah. it's kind of milder or softer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And also, it's really snowy, isn't it? It is, yes. And uh, usually the sake making happens during the winter, and uh, uh, well, the snow... The effect of the snow is significant also, and uh, well, usually the snow is uh, well, well, you know, teeny tiny, uh, small uh, snow flakes, mm-hmm. but that usually contains uh, the center core of a uh, some kind of dust or some, mm. you know, some sort, you know, in the air. So, um, from I don't know, by growing up in the snow country, you know. Uh, when when you walk up and get outside of the the house uh, in the morning of the heavy snow mm-hmm. right, during the night, y- you can just feel the air is so clean and, ah. and, and you're purified by by the snow. Mm. And also, uh, for the good part, good good part of the snow or having snow is to to have the very salt water from the rivers mm. and. Uh, well, snow melting uh, water, you know, runs through the water, uh, right. runs through the rivers, and, and that that's usually the water I use mm. for making sake. And unlike uh, underground water, you know, through the ground for, I don't know, sometimes it could be like how many years, like 10, 10, 10 years, you know, 20 mm. years, hundreds of years, but that could be very hard water. But right. running water, uh, river running water is uh, very soft, mm. so... Uh, that that's again, you know, very good too. Right, and yeah. also, like you said, uh, the air is clean because mm-hmm. of like there's like uh, snow works as a filter kind of. Mm-hmm. So the air it's important in old breweries because yes. it's like a whole coach mold and everything yeah. affects the process. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, and uh, so there's a term to describe the style of sake from Niigata called uh, Niigata Tanrei. So what is this? Okay, well, we well. Originally, we didn't have the word tanre in the dictionary before, but uh, um, there's this uh, person came up with this term or uh, word tanre, and uh, it is about the, the sake, descri- well, sake describing uh, adjective, and uh, um, I would say the sake which is very clean, uh, crisp, and very, um, say, clear taste almost like uh, water mm. and uh, um, so you know if, if I add um, Niigata people drink uh, a lot of sake mm-hmm. uh, per capita wise well, J- Japan has uh, 47 uh, prefectures which is like almost like states but uh, among those uh, Niigata people drink the most amount of sake per mm. capita right. so they tend to go for this clean crisp uh, sake instead of uh, Sometimes you know uh, Tokyo or the here in US people uh, sometimes go for uh, high 
fruit, uh, high aroma, fruity, and sometimes sweet sake. Mm. But instead, Niigata people usually go for very dry, clean right. sake, which is like, you know, what we call tanle. Mm. Which comes first because uh, the sake is lighter, you drink more. It's like uh, lighter sake so that you can drink more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wow. <well. laughs> right. But I heard, uh, like, you know, in, in Japan, water tends to be softer, but uh, in Niigata, I heard it's two to five degrees. And uh, in Kyoto, that could be eight. So,、mm. like you said, there's a huge diversity. And Niigata is very light and clean. And yeah, elegant. I, I, I would think so. Yeah.、Mm. And again,、um, well, Even in Japan, you know, we pair with, with sake with food. So,、um, you know, when you're pairing, and、uh, sake could be, well, sometimes it could be like a main you know, thing you know, on the table, but usually it's like to, to enhance the food.、Mm. And、uh, in order for the sake to do that, you know, it should, shouldn't really like to be muscular and bold, but instead, you know, like very good. Well, again, tanle、mm. could, could help you know, us taste the food much, much more. You know, like, well, especially if you're having like, sensitive、uh, food or like, white meat,、uh, mm. fish, or say sashimi,、right. all those kinds of things. Right. So rather than competing with food, it's、uh, supporting. Yes.、Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And、uh, I also heard、uh, the Niigata even developed a special rice called the kosh tanle. To express the tanre style、mm-hmm. sake to the fullest. So, what is koshi tanre?、Um, koshi tanre has been out there for,、um, I would say, to the market about 10 years or 9 years. And uh, uh, before that time, before the koshi tanre brand rice,、uh, we didn't have、uh, very good rice for making、uh, high end daiginjo, juma daiginjo class uh, right, mm-hmm. uh, sake. So, we had to. Uh, buy the rice, this particular rice called Yamada Nishiki, from different regions of Japan.、Mm. But,、um, you know,、uh, if you think about like we, we make、uh, sake, everything out of Niigata, but daiginjo or the Juma daiginjo, high end.、Mm-hmm. That、sake. means that、uh, you have to mill down the rice grain、right. a lot more.、Uh-huh. So you need a specific、uh, type of type rice. Type of rice,、mm. yes. And,、uh, This specific type of rice, the、uh, Yamada Nishiki, doesn't grow、uh, in Niigata area because of the weather. Ah, okay. So instead, we came up with a mixed breed of、uh, this Yamada Nishiki rice and the other very famous rice called Gohek Mangoku, and we、uh, developed this、uh, yeah, special new, new rice、mm, called Gohek Mangoku. So, like the 50 50% hun- hybrid、mm-hmm, of new.、Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and you know, the rice has. Very good character of the clean, crisp、uh, style work mango rice, plus the,、uh, the body and、uh, sometimes you know, the fruity kind of uh, aroma、mm. uh, component of the Yamada Nishiki. So it, is, you know, it has the, both of the good you know, components.、Mm. And I heard you have to register with the government to grow Kostane because it's such a special rice.、Mm. Yeah. So,、um, yeah. The, Well, in the beginning, it was、uh, you know, rub tested and we were selecting the good、uh, butts. But then yeah, they came up with you know, certain kind, and, and、uh, the, after everything, the governor named、mm. the, the, the rice you know,、mm. to Koshitanre.、Right. Yeah. It's beautiful.、Right. And is it expensive? I mean, relatively well,、speaking? compared to Yamada Nishiki, the famous, you know, popular kind, to、mm-hmm. other. 
uh, areas, Daeginjo, mm-hmm. slightly cheaper actually. Oh, so wow. it, it is actually easy for us, for mm. us brewers in Niigata. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what's the best way to enjoy Niigata Tanrei style sake? Like uh, any kind of food? Like you said, the lighter kind of food? Um, yes, but you know, the, well, still, we have 90 sake breweries mm-hmm. and uh, each brewery has you know its own taste and it, we, we have different uh, kinds of sake so uh, it is actually very hard for us to describe all the Niigata sake is tanre mm. but some of them could be very uh, bold fruity um, you know masculine type daikinjo mm-hmm. or sometimes you know, it could be a little bit uh, aged uh, smoky type sake too so yeah it's hard but but Example-wise, um, the tanle sake, if it's clean and uh, crisp, yeah, I, I, I would usually go with the, like I said, uh, light, very sensitive light uh, white meat fish, and uh, sometimes I, I would go with oysters as well. Mm. Yeah, and uh, it's um, for sake itself, I, I usually go for the uh, Honjozo class sake, but. I mean, I mean, the sake itself, I would go for Jumai style sake, but with the food, I usually go with the uh, mm. Honjo style Okay, sake. so you mean like jum, uh, Honjozo Jumai means uh, it's more rice flavor because mm-hmm. it's yeah. not built down too much right, to the right. center. Okay, I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now let's talk about you. Um, okay. So how was it like to grow up in a traditional sake brewery? Um, well, <laughs> uh, it, it's a difficult question. Uh, well, if you think about, um, you know, if you think about your her- heritage or, you know, the family you grew up with, uh, that's the family you know and you grew up with, and uh, that's the, the uh, world you know only. Right. So uh, I didn't think it was any special or anything, but, um, well, once I got to the point that, you know, I should take over the, the brewery and uh, uh I have the, this, you know, long history of the family business, mm. and very, it is very traditional one. Right. Uh, I got, yeah, the point that, yeah, I, I, yeah, I should do, and I wanted, I wanted to do, mm. but otherwise, um, yeah, I didn't feel it was that difficult, or you know, uh, I wasn't pressured or anything. Mm. Okay, right. And then uh, I recently saw the movie, amazing movie, The Birth of Sake. Uh, which features a traditional sake brewery like yours. Uh, it's called Tedorigawa. And I uh, saw so the brewers spend three months away from their family to make sake it's every year. So was your brewery like that? Um, well, for my brewery, it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my brewers are uh, from my uh, company or the brewery area. So they could commuti- uh, commute mm-hmm. from their own houses. And... Uh, uh, but still, you know, in, in even in Niigata area, we, we have that kind of those kind of uh, sake breweries existing, mm-hmm. and uh, some of them have the older brewers. You know, uh, only came to to work for the brewery during the winter, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, usually all those workers or brewers are, are farmers uh, during the summertime, and they um, you know re- uh, make rice mm-hmm. or you know some other stuff. You know, and they they are the farmers, and then. Uh, during the winter with the heavy snow they don't have you know things to do or mm. uh, they could do something different other than the farming so you know they they uh, became uh, well those those farmers 
Well, throughout the history, somehow, you know, it, it, they find a way to, to work during the winter as、mm. a brewer. brewer. Interesting. Because、yeah. I think, you know, for a business point of view, I know American sake brewers brew throughout the year.、Mm-hmm. But in Japanese tradition, because it's the best way to make the best sake, they still follow the seasons. Yeah. And,、uh, well, of course, you know, if there were, there were a huge demand of the sake from、mm-hmm. this. From a brewery, you know, the brewery might need to 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 brew you know, throughout the year. You know,、mm-hmm. Say, nowadays, you know, there's this brand called Dasai. Yeah,、mm-hmm. It's huge you know, back in Japan or here in the US as well. And I think they're brewing you know, almost 12, 12 months. You、mm-hmm. know? And,、uh, but still,、uh, yeah, like I said, you know, winter is a Uh, significantly good environment.、Mm, especially in、yeah. Niigata, the snow and the temperature、yes. and everything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So,、um, so, did you know that you're going to succeed your family business? Because you studied、uh, in the US. USA, yeah.、Um, well, I lived here in the US for four years. And、uh, well, at the time, I wasn't really thinking about you know, going back and taking over or anything. And、wow. uh, I was just having, you know,、um, I guess. Okay, time here. <laughs> Freedom.、Uh, well, yeah, I was a student and I was young. So,、mm-hmm. But anyway,、um, then, you know, after or by living here, you know, I started to, to look back and, and, you know, and my family history or heritage and I started to feel more like, you know, I, sh- I should go back and, and take over.、Mm-hmm. And also, you know,、um, well, my father.、Uh, Passed away when I was 17.、Uh-huh. So after that, my mother took over the, the brewery and、uh, she was running the brewery、mm. at the time. So, you know, well, they were expecting me to, to come back. So,、right. yeah. Okay, and then、uh, you succeeded the brewery in 2002.、Mm-hmm. So since you became the president, have you made any changes?、Um, well, I did change.、Uh, Well, at the time,、uh, the, not the brewer,、uh, brewmaster now, but the previous brewmaster was still there. And、uh, he was somewhat、uh, more old fashioned than the you know, brewmaster now. And、uh, I started to tell him that you know, maybe we should start you know,、uh, brewing this way, that way,、mm-hmm. you know, with the information I gathered you know, from the, the friendly.、Uh, Uh, you know, brewers in Niigata. And,、uh, you mean like more light, like lighter s t y l e Yes,、uh, li- lighter side and、uh, say, you know, again,、uh, Tanre style sake.、Mm, and、uh, I used to work for this、uh, sake brewery for two years as a sake brewer. Well, just a sake brewer.、Mm. And、uh, that, that's the biggest sake brewery in Niigata. And、uh, yeah. Them, they, they are making、uh, fantastic sake,、mm. and、uh, also it's a little bit, you know, of course, more advanced, you know, compared to my sake brewery. So that's why you know, I wanted to make slight changes.、Yeah. Mm, okay. And、uh, so you are the one who decided to go abroad as well? Well, yeah.、Um, at the time, in the beginning, of, after I took over,、uh, there was a very small amount of the、uh, sale to say, Uh, Germany, and I think one other, but you know, it, it's almost nothing、mm. compared to now. And、uh, um, well, 
I don't know. I didn't actually think about doing, you know, exporting so much. But um, then somehow uh, I, I became the chairman of the Sake Brewers Association Junior Council, which is like Young Brewers mm-hmm. you know, Association, National Association. And uh, uh, yeah, then I started to get to, to meet people or like, uh, you know, um, people who, who are very heavily involved to, mm-hmm. to the uh, sake industry or sake world, not just in Japan, but, you know, here in the U.S. or, or in European countries and, mm. and all over the world. And then um, after meeting them, you know, because I, I, I could speak English, I guess, uh, I, I, we, we became friends and they came to my brewery and they liked my sake and they started to, yeah, import my sake. So mm. that, that, that's how almost, you know, started. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Okay, so I think uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk about uh, how Kenji managed to convince American people to drink his sake. So please stay with us. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. The one and only Dave Arnold brings the noise to Heritage Radio Network every Tuesday on cooking issues. Coming to you live on the Heritage Radio Network from Roberta's Pizzeria in Bushwick and Brooklyn. If the bomb was going to drop and you only had 15 minutes, which is like, I can I can make a sandwich in 15 minutes. He would be eating a sandwich. I'd kiss my wife, make a sandwich. If you believe that it's all about to be over, why eat healthy? I'm not a freaking Neanderthal. I like a tempered ice cream sandwich. But it's the only way to get around it if you're a party master because you, you're going to wind up, like, your kitchen's going to fill with dishes. And is Some there... people have commercial dishwashers in their house. Who? I've seen them. Who? I've seen them. Who? <laughs> really rich people. <laughs> For more mile-a-minute knowledge from Dave and the crew, listen to Cooking Issues, available on Heritage Radio Network, iTunes, and Stitcher. Welcome back. We are listening to Japan Eats broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Kenji Ichishima, the seventh-generation sake producer from Niigata Prefecture, which has a distinctive sake-making tradition. His Ichishima Sake Brewery is globally recognized for high quality. So, um, when you decide to go abroad, did you bring uh, the same sake to the U.S., or you customize sake for a new, a new market? Um, in the beginning, uh, we didn't really change anything, um, but at the time... We had this uh, kind of new generation, uh, low in alcohol and somewhat acidic uh, sake uh, in the house or the, at the brewery. And uh, we already started to sell uh, in Japan. And mm-hmm. uh, we have this uh, sake tourist, uh, well, like we have, let's say, uh, 30, 40,000 visitors every year to, mm. to my sake brewery. Oh, and, wow. and, yeah. And sometimes, you know, we have people from, you know, other countries and 
they tend to like this particular sake. So mm. in the beginning, I started to push this sake along with the traditional style, uh, say, Jumedaginjo or, or you know, those fruity sake. And uh, then this light sake started to dominate the other kinds of sake. So, Interesting. Yeah. Wow, so it sounds like I think the worldwide uh, like wine market too also tend to be cleaner, mm. lighter wine is preferred. Yeah, I guess you could say that. And even in Japan, you know, uh, German light wine kind is uh, very popular too. So uh, I, I think it's kind of the same mm. thing. Yeah. Right. And I also heard that you uh, created a really nice label for Yes, market. after a certain period of, uh, say, I think, you know, doing... Uh, ex- well, let's say exporting to the U.S. after three years of the experience, uh, we started to to think. Um, well, we we had been told that you know, well, Japanese labels are very um, traditional and very nice with the you know Japanese characters and kanji characters. And that that's fine, but usually, you know, people here in the U.S. would order a sake, but next time, you know. They, they cannot remember, right? And it, you don't know how to pronounce the, yeah, the meaning of it. Yeah, and you know, so every single time we ask somebody, you know, so what did you have last night? And say <laughs> they they say, well, it's it's in a blue bottle or something. <laughs> you know, they right. always remember the the color of the bottle, but you know, no brand whatsoever, or this, you know, almost no uh, categories. Right. So then, yeah, I I well, f- for me to see say like Korean characters you know of course I, I only see them as a designs it's same thing mm. so we decided to go with certain uh, symbol for okay. for people to remember my brewery and then we changed the label to this you know uh, symbol center and the brand on the side kind of mm. uh, label and uh, it, it's somewhat uh, contemporary uh, modern so uh, yeah, it, it is actually well taken here and also other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so is that a, is there any name of the series? Yeah, well, actually, the brand is Ichishima, okay. and, and the series is actually the Dew uh, series, and uh, um, it's like Dewdrop, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and uh, the design is well, my Japanese designer li- uh, who lives in Manhattan, she started with the uh, sort of like traditional. Uh, flow of the flow of, uh, of of water or the say um, traditional uh, painting of the cloud, and then uh, she flipped that to vertical, and then and also that looks like the the legs of the sake on the glass. Oh, so okay. that's why uh, we yeah named that. It's a do series. Mm, yeah. Right. So where can we get your do series? Well. Uh, nowadays, uh, we, uh, well, say in Manhattan area, we are selling a lot of uh, retail shops. And, well, to tell you the truth, we went through the importer change uh, mm-hmm. last year. And, uh, well, we lost the existing customers, a lot of existing customers mm-hmm. last year. So now we are building the, that uh, up again, so uh, not so many with the um, say the restaurants, but well, today you know uh, we pitched the sake to well new you know huge hip restaurant Kozuma as well, and uh, mm. um, well traditional uh, 
very traditional Japanese restaurant called、uh, Tsukushi Carries My Sake as well.、Mm. By the way, Tsukushi is closing in. Sometime soon. Soon, yeah. 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 But anyway,、um, yeah,、um, here and there, but yeah, nowadays mostly retail. So、mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I hope to, to, to see my sake more in restaurants, you know. Okay.、Yeah. Right, because I was going to ask you also to, you know, what's the biggest challenge to, you know, in selling your sake in new market? It sounds like distributors, importers, these are really hard to find. Yes.、Um, you know,、um, to sell anything,、uh, it is easy to bring the product to, to the market. That's fine and that's easy. But, you know, from that warehouse to the actual customer to the consumer is, you know, Like、that's the same thing you know, for Japanese market or here in the US.、Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that, that, you know,、so、ha, that has to do with you know, like human energy and power. And,、right. and, and, you have、yeah. to convince someone right, right. to fall in love yeah. with you.、Uh-huh. And you have to meet people and you have to make connections and relationships. I、mm-hmm. guess. Right.、Yeah. But to make、uh, the, your efforts easier, now your site has been wonderfully recognized in the global market. And for instance,、uh, IWC, the International Wine Challenge in、mm-hmm. London, which is regarded as the biggest annual wine competition in the world, has awarded numerous prizes to your sake. And in 2015, you won two silver medals and four bronze medals at the IWC. So, how do you make your sake so tasty?、Um, well, I, I have to thank my brewmaster actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know, we, we talk about the recipe and uh, uh, which kind of, you know, where、uh, we should go, that, those kind of things we discuss. But yeah, he is very good at it. And uh, uh, he's from, you know, well, the local hometown and, and、uh, he's been working for my brewery、uh, since he was 18.、Mm. Yeah. And.、Uh, Now he is one of the, I guess, you know, younger generation、um, brewmaster、uh, who also teaches you know, to younger brewers in Niigata as well.、Mm-hmm. And yeah,、um, he, he, he is very good. And also, well, I guess in a way,、um, to make good sake, you have to be truthfully, like, you know,、uh, sincere to actually making sake. So you, you cannot skip. Anything so you know, you have to be precise, you have to be very、uh, clean and yeah, honest, I、and、suppose. Maybe yeah. patient, yeah, <laughs> that too, yeah, and very hard working,、mm. yeah. right? Because you are dealing with the nature,、mm. basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Right. yeah. Okay, so how do you describe the style of a、uh, Ichishima sake? Um, well. This is my last day here in the US for this trip. And,、uh, You've been, been here like、uh, two, two weeks? Two weeks, two weeks, yes.、Wow. And uh, um, yeah, I hear lots of comments、uh, toward my sake. And、uh, one of them is, well, and which I like is、uh, feminine.、Mm. Very mellow,、uh, feminine, and、uh, clean, crisp as well. But、um, yeah. Even back in Japan, you know, women tend to like、uh, my, overall my sake, and、uh, it's not like a very dry、uh, you know, style for mankind, but very、uh, easy on your palate and,、mm. and soft texture. And yeah, very sensitive sake. So,、mm. um, yeah, 
I hope you know. It's interesting because your yeah. your mother one time ran the brewery mm -hmm. and their brew master or brew you know brewery brewers a female. Yeah. Right. So maybe that's the reflection. Yeah, that could that that could be the one of the reason too. Yeah. Mm. Okay, and maybe you can give us uh, some examples with sake. Um, say let's say well the daiginjo sake. Uh, or Jumai Daiginjo even. Um, nowadays, most of the Jumai Daiginjo or Daiginjos are very, very bold and very uh, fruity because mm. of the, the uh, recent uh, development of the, the Southern East. Mm -hmm. But um, Like in general? Yeah, like mm -hmm. in general. So, um, you know, well, it is very easy to recognize, you know, if you have the sip of the sake, those bold ones. But mm -hmm. then, you know, after a while, um, the aroma is good. But, you know, still, like I said, if you're pairing it with food, it could, it could get you, you know. Right. And it, you may get bored with the or it could get too much. And mm -hmm. I think our sake is much, much more balanced. And like I said, it's so mellow. Mm -hmm. So, um, balance-wise, I... I well, that's why we're making this style of sake, but, but of course, balance-wise, you know, I, I like my sake, you know, mm. much, much more compared to the bold and, and fruity, um, kind of sweet kind. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so, and so that's the ginjo. Is yeah, a, that's the daiginjo. Daiginjo, yeah. it's daiginjo. a milled down at least to, at 50%. Yeah, and right? uh, this particular daiginjo, say 35%, milled down to 35% is uh, called uh, competition daiginjo we have, mm. and that's at the flagship sake of my brewery and uh, uh, I mean it's only 35% of rice is it, remaining remaining yeah wow. the center core we use and right. uh, uh, but uh, we don't throw away the powder outside powder but that's going to be converted to I guess rice crackers or something mm, know, in Uganda right. no waste yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah that, that that's very very uh, not very you know, very uh, mellow but very uh, elegant sake right. because that you you know the rice koshitanre you use koshitanre mm -hmm. for that 35% yeah. remaining yeah wow I want to taste that yeah well <laughs> um, okay and then you have uh, some other sparkling or some uh, lighter sake for yes. this market yes um, we have this uh, sake called uh, Silk Deluxe uh, the sake quality category is uh, Jumai but uh, unlike ordinary Jumai, this sake has 10% alcohol and uh, very, very, uh, well, good amount of sugar uh, residue. Mm -hmm. But th this sugar is unlike the ordinary uh, simple sugar, but it's called uh, a multi-molecule uh, oligosaccharide. Mm -hmm. So although the density is the same as the uh, sugar, but on your palate, uh, the sweetness is very uh, light and silky, mm -hmm. hence the sake name is uh, Silk Deluxe. Mm. And actually, the close to half of the, the sake we bring here to U.S. is this particular sake, the mm. very light alcohol, yeah, sweet sake. Right. So. so out of your products, uh, what kind of sake uh, is most selling in this market mm. here in the U.S.? Yeah, that, that I'm That's sorry. The, or the, what kind of uh, what types of sake out of your products is most selling here in this market? Well, that's the silk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and wow. uh, after the silk, after the silk is uh, Tokubetsu Honjozo. Mm -hmm. That's the uh, typical Niigata style tanre sake mm -hmm. and a dry, clean, crisp style sake. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, yeah, that, that's 
very easy to pair with most of the hood, like, mm. like I said. So I guess you know, price point wise, it, it's uh, easier. You know, for your right. for your pocket or wallet. So, mm. so you have a, you can take steps to graduate into the next level. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, great. So, um, by the way, so first time we met at uh, it was at the major sake festival in Niigata uh, several right. years ago, and it's called the Sake no Jin. Uh-huh. And you played, you've been playing an important role to run it successfully for years. So, what is Sake no Jin? Okay, uh, Sake no Jin is the. Um, So-called sake festival, uh, say, organized by Niigata Sake Brewers Association, mm-hmm. and uh, this is held uh, in March, middle of March, for one weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, uh, well, this year, 2016, we gathered um, over 120,000 people for two days. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for for one. Uh, well, we, we, we do this, you know, at one convention center in Niigata, but mm. yeah, it, it was packed. Right. And, and, and all the, all the 90 breweries gather. Yes, well, not everybody because you know small ones don't really or cannot really uh, give away the samples, you know, mm. so much because they are so small. But right. but yeah, 80 close to 90 sake brewers attend, and uh, yeah. Uh, You pay almost like well conversion wise eighteen dollars and the, all, all the sake you can drink you wow. know in the venue because per brewery they have like three four different kinds yeah. of sake so to- total sake you you could see or taste if you try uh, yeah ending up five hundred six hundred right so I saw ambulance parked outside <laughs> yeah, the convention I know. center <laughs> yeah well it's been great you know without ambulance you know pass. Several years, but yeah, this year we, we had to, yeah. Well, that means you have a very good sake <laughs> over there, right? And uh, so, th- out of that hundred twenty twenty thousand people, are they near from nearby or from everywhere? Um, forty percent from uh, outside of Niigata, and sixty uh-huh. percent from within Niigata or you know within the city. Mm. So. so, including uh, people from outside Japan. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, sometimes uh, we get uh, people from uh, Hong Kong, um, sometimes from US as well. Mm. Yep, and uh, to to well, this is one of the biggest sake uh, festival in Japan. So mm. yeah, they started to see that, and uh, some you know sake uh, say geeks or sake uh, I don't know teachers they mm. they organize sake tours you know to to the festival. Right. Yeah, they, Sounds like I feel serious about sake. That's kind of must mm. to visit. Right. And then, other than uh, sake no jin, if I we decide to go to Niigata, what can we see? What can we enjoy? What can we eat? Um, well, the Niigata local cuisine, Niigata is right on the on the Japan sea uh, sea coast. So, uh, naturally, the seafood is a must. And mm. uh, uh, like I said, uh, white meat fish is good. And uh, well, of course, nowadays you know people eat tuna and all, all those red red meat fish. But uh, you know, originally it's not from the area, so mm. we usually go for uh, light meat. Yeah, uh, those white fish plus like squid or mm. yeah, and there's one called nodokuro, nodokuro. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like uh, it's, I think it's uh, it's rosy sea bass. Yeah. And okay. uh, <laughs> it's a safari throughout the year. Mm. And yeah. It is very popular. Yeah. So tasty. Mm. Perfect pairing with yeah. the sake. 
Right. Okay, so listeners, I, I, I think um, you should think of visiting Niigata, and especially for Sakenojin yeah, in mid-March. Yeah, that could be fun. Right, yeah. so 2017, it's the same in mid-March. I, I think so. I, well, I believe so, yeah. Okay, so where can, I, can they get the information? Um, well, you could go www.sakenojin.jp, I believe. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sakenojin is S-A-K-E-N-O. J I N Sakenojin dot JP mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah we have the info and also we have that same Sakenojin uh, Facebook page so mm-hmm. yeah okay and uh, I yeah I, I make sure to have the English version as well great so, so listeners check that out so S A K E N O J I N dot JP or Facebook okay so um, like you have worked on Sakenojin you are one of the leaders of the sake industry so. What is the biggest challenge in running a traditional sake brewery for you? Mm, well, say nowadays, you know, of course, sake is still, you know, consumed and uh, well um, taken by the, you know, people. Um, well, I think it's, you know, same for the modern developed countries, but people, not, people do not drink as much as before, mm. you know. Like the the age of like our, our father's age, or you know, our, our right. It's worldwide. Yeah, I I believe so. And uh, um, so you know, in order to keep the I guess production or well, volume wise, it's a little bit tough. Mm. Yeah. And uh, in Japan, uh, we are selling more high end sake, high end sake from Ginjo Jima, Ginjo Ohaya. Uh, the sale wise, it's you know a little bit up, or you know more than the last years. You mm. know, so, so people appreciate more quality sake, even yes, if they have uh-huh, to pay a little uh-huh. more. And uh, but everyday sake, say like you know table sake, those are a little bit you know declining. Mm. The lines declining because uh, there's so many other cheaper wine or mm-hmm, beer. Mm-hmm. They could have you know so many options nowadays. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the part you know we still make and we still sell so th- those tables sake as well so that, that that's a little bit of a challenge and also um well if you look at the world you know it, it's changing very very rapidly so, but uh, sake brewing is very long process and very traditional and uh, but somehow we have to adjust you know to the changing consumers mm. and uh, but sake cannot change, you know, like, you know, overnight. So, yeah, it, it, it's somewhat, you know, good challenge. Mm. And, but, you know, it, it's a fun challenge. Right. Know. So what's the best part of being a sake producer? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I guess for me, I get to meet people. Yeah. And, uh, uh, of course, you know, free sake. <laughs> well, I guess nowadays you have to buy, you know, from your own company. But but you know, uh, a guaranteed high quality too. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and well, I didn't think like this before. But you know, well, if I go out and you know, if I say, okay, well, I'm a sake brewery owner, you know, I guess that sounds cool. So mm. yeah, I, I I enjoy and I take it. Right, <laughs> yeah. and they listen to you, of course. Yeah, yeah, right. and you can travel abroad. Yeah, yeah. Like you're here. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's good fun. Yeah, I usually travel sixty, seventy days in a per year. Oh and, wow! 
Well, some some brewers, you know, travel more, like over hundred days or so. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, that that's for me. That's you know very good, and uh, yeah, I enjoy the you know the scenery and the local food sometimes, and uh, you know meeting people. Right. So okay, so on the next trip, please come back. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thank you for joining us today, Kenji. Thank you very much. So, listeners, if you have, if you are interested in Kenji's work and sake, everything, please visit Itishima JP. That is I C H S H I M A JP. That's Itishima JP. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org. And today's show was um, today's engineer was uh, Jack Inslee. And Japan is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays, always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.